Hey, Kim here. Quick update before you dive into this episode. We've changed the name of our podcast to Rooted in Tomorrow. It's a nod to our shared history and the bright future of our cooperative system. So if you get later in the series to our 22nd episode, you'll notice the change. But most importantly, it won't affect you as a listener or a subscriber. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. about the work that you do. What makes it meaningful? Is it the results? Or is it the process? Or is it the promise of something greater? Being a cooperative means we're in this together to build a sustainable future and feed human progress. This is Something Greater, a podcast by Lando Lakes, Inc. I'm Kim Olson. Follow along with us as we bring you the stories and voices that impact our shared community. We're digging into the role of marketing at Land O'Lakes while discussing our new dairy foods campaign, All Together Better. To kick it off, we rewrote the iconic farming tune, Old MacDonald. You've heard the catchy chorus, E-I-E-I-O? Well, we hired country music singer Maggie Rose to write us a new version and titled it, She-I-O. Take a listen. She had a dream, it made her strong, works as hard as In the latest census from the USDA, 31% of farmers in the U.S. are women. In other words, there are almost a million women farmers out there. We rewrote the song for the women rewriting the rules of farming. Joining us today is Chris Roberts, President of Dairy Foods and Executive Vice President Landa Lakes. Hi, Chris. Hey, Kim. How are you? Doing great. How about you? It's a wonderful day. Good, good, good to see you here. I'm also joined by Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer Tim Scott. Hey, Tim, how are you? I'm good, Kim. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Um, so we're here today to talk a little bit about dairy foods and um, in a little more bust right way about our marketing. Um, we let, let's kind of start with dairy foods overall. Uh, Chris, and I'll take this to you. Dairy foods is really trying to position itself for the future and the next generation, and we've done well so far. Um, what are we doing now to move the business into the next phase? We really are trying to focus um, uh, a number of our energies on the marketplace, both from a consumer and a customer perspective. And that has really manifested its ways in itself in, in many ways. Um, from a customer perspective, we're working with customers like Hershey as they innovate uh, to really excite their consumers for the future. So it can be any number of things um, that are helping them come up with, with new products that they'll be launching in the near future. Um, we've been uh, very fortunate to also be co-innovating with many of our customers, in this case, Cisco, um, Walmart and Kroger, and um, here uh, Tim and I kind of share in mm-hmm. that, probably more he than I, in that uh, <clears throat> we've been able to create real excitement around the innovation platforms that we have and leveraging and leaning into uh, the resources that Tim has, we're able to really articulate both pictorially as well as with product samples what we believe the future can be together with 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 our customers. So that's really been uh, tremendous. When you add that to um, the Dairy Accelerator Program, where we're trying to elevate 
young entrepreneurs and bring them into the dairy environment, as well as elevate the whole industry as we try to provide momentum and support uh, and visibility to the wonderful products that uh, are there, plus our own launches of squeezable butter um, as we continue to scale up Vermont Creamery mm-hmm. um, and then also uh, bringing to the marketplace our filia of spreadable feta cheese businesses. We, on a number of different uh, continuums now, are working both to uh, do a better job of the things we always did, um, create new pathways for growth, not only for ourselves but for the industry, um, and also work more collaboratively with our customers so that we can create, help them create, jointly create new products for the future. So we're pretty excited about yeah. uh, about all those options. So I, I, the way you're talking about it seems to me a lot of this is about the next generation, I, and I'd like to hear from both of you on that. Uh, why would you say status quo really isn't good enough at this point? I think we have a unique opportunity and challenge uh, rolled into one in that our opportunity is we have a very strong group of core customers that uh, love our brands and are looking for new and unique experiences that they can have with our brands. The reality, however, if you think about the demographics of our country, uh, we'll have more multicultural, multilingual households, and we have a num- uh, younger demographic that's coming behind um, mm-hmm. that is doesn't know dairy in the way that the boomers and Gen Xers do, but they're very open because of what we stand for in terms of the transparency, farm to fork, our values, and those types of things. So the challenge and the opportunity for us is really to be balanced such that we are providing great consumption opportunities for our boomer uh, generation uh, or our core customers, if you will. But we're also finding great ways to engage, entice, and invite new consumers uh, in the younger generation into our product portfolios by way of experiences, by way of connections to certain properties, by way of how we reach them. Um, in social media and in very various different places and in, through innovation. Yeah, and a, a very interesting challenge from a marketing perspective, Tim, reaching both of those consumers. I, I would think that you do that in uh, in two different ways or, or similar ways. How does that work? Well, I think it, you know, a couple of things that Chris said that really sparked for me, you know, we, we are out of the days of three flavors can sort of cover the gamut of vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. You are now into permutations, fusion, all kinds of things that people are expecting from their food. And that that applies certainly to the younger demographics, but also to the boomers who, through social, are seeing interesting new flavors. They're on Pinterest. They're seeing interesting new things brought to life that are very doable and to be able to do at home. So we've got to be able to address both sides of the spectrum, perhaps with different types of offerings, but also things that can cover the gamut of all. And to to Chris's other point about the diversity of our cultures, you know, people are becoming more attuned to different tastes and different flavors and things from other places that can really spark the things we are doing so that it can be puddings with fig flavors and things that are maybe more Mediterranean (laughs) or honey or graham or things that are more interesting than strictly vanilla. Um, But we are able to reach them with very different ways and very different, you know, systematized approaches to get the messages across that are, as we get more and more finely tuned into one-on-one marketing, that we can tell the individual story that each one of those consumers needs.
Marketing is a founding principle of our business. When those farmers created our cooperative nearly 100 years ago, it was to solve some specific problems. Things like butter's high transport costs, its erratic quality, and an even bigger reason, the lack of marketing plan to deliver sales. When we launched All Together Better and SHE-IO, we wanted our members to be a part of that. That's why the music video we created features only members and their families, not a single actor. Um, this year, we kicked off a multi-year marketing initiative called All Together Better. Um, let's let's start, Tim, maybe with you on this one. If you could uh, just talk me through a little bit um, the the concept behind All Together Better. Well, you know, it, it has struck me since I started at Land Lakes, and I think many others felt the same way, that, you know, we, we hadn't really talked a lot about our our background and our history of, of a, being a co-op and one of the, the first sort of shared economies, if you will, that all the models like Facebook and Airbnb followed. And we were 100 years before our time in, in, when you think of it that way. And I think the idea that all of these great people, all of these great minds continue to come together to bring wonderful products to the marketplace uh, with a whole lot of passion, thinking, um, ingenuity, that it led to the idea of we're all in this together and all together better. And it has, it has helped create a platform on which dairy foods can, can live for a long time. I can I can see that, and certainly as the head of the business, Chris, that was something that I would expect you were looking for as you looked at the new campaign. Yes, I think it really epitomized. I think it really epitomized um, the values, the core values of um, our system and enterprise. I think it really uh, is distinct too, in that mm-hmm. we would come to the marketplace with that message. The thing that I've also found that's really unique about it is it's also been a great internal rallying cry. As we yeah. begin to work together and try to engage our teams to be collaborative and transparent um, with the one focus of altogether better creating demand for our members' milk, then um, I think that is something that people can really spark to. There's a pride in it, um, and it's a uniquely different take both visually and audibly when you listen to the spot um, on what that really means. And I think that's one of the things that I'm really pleased about in that I think it cuts through the clutter of Mm -hmm. many of the other uh, creative that is thematically the same, but it doesn't carry the same message and the depth of the message is not there. It's it's also interesting, um, building on something Chris said, you know, it's it's a the altogether better is a big platform and if you think of it like a quilt you've got this overarching thread of altogether better but it allows us to tell stories where we have a collection of people like we do in the anthem campaign mm-hmm. but it also allows us which we will be doing in January and February looking at individual farmers telling taste messages but it all mm-hmm. holds together as a bigger quilt if you will of of telling our rich and wonderful story yeah, and we we really bring that farmer owned um, perspective to the forefront. Yeah, we've we've talked about that quite a bit. A, a lot of um, folks talk about being farm to fork. We're really farmer to fork in a lot of ways. Um, so this fall, we had uh, a little ex. Um, 
project called Shio, and it had a very distinctive sound and a very distinctive video, uh, and and really exciting and and kind of different. I'd I'd love to hear um, a little bit more about that, uh, Tim. You want to to start out and tell us a little bit about Shio? Well, it's it's an interesting story because it really started with Women's Day and Women's Equality Day, mm-hmm. and we wanted to do something around that, given that a third of our, our members are women, and we know that women on the farms, both in dairy as well as row crops, they are absolutely critical to the practice of agriculture and practice of dairy farming. And uh, I think celebrating that, letting the world know um, the importance of women in these particular businesses is absolutely critical. So it sort of came from that notion of wanting to celebrate women for Women's Equality Day. And I, I believe some of our members were even uh, featured in mm-hmm. the uh, in the video, right, Chris? That was a wonderful thing that um, all of the cast, I guess, uh, uh, were all members. And again, it goes back to this uh, tapestry or quilt that uh, Tim was referencing. That all day, it's going to take all of us to make it better, mm-hmm. and that we want to celebrate and embrace all comers, and that is the beauty of, and also the simplicity of what our enterprise is really all about. In that, it does start with the simplicity of a family, um, multi generational working together to bring um, to households every day something simple and unique but so nutritious and uh, we believe wonderful from a product perspective. And so <clears throat> that's a part that I think uh, for us is also very uplifting and exciting. Yeah, a, a really interesting um, campaign. I think, uh, Tim, if I'm correct, um, we had it in a lot of interesting places, including The Voice. Is that right? Oh, we did. You know, we got such so much talk value behind it from the press when we launched it a little more quietly that there was sort of this yearning for more, more, more. And The Voice had contacted us to feature a 90-second version of it, which then allowed some of their judges, like Blake, to be tweeting out about it and doing all kinds of things in support of it. So it allowed us to reach you know, millions and millions of people in an unexpected way. And with a younger audience, that's important because we wanted to tell a story about ourselves Mm -hmm. and being owned by farmers um, that people did not know. And they certainly didn't know about the women farmers being such a big part of what we do here at this company and in America behind farming. Yeah. And, you know, as um, we've all been following in media and uh, reading in the headlines, it's a tough time for uh, for farmers out there. We have a unique view to that because our members um, are looking for ways to um, market their milk. And that, of course, goes back to our, our co-op roots. Um, but there's no denying there's an oversupply of, uh, of milk out there at this time. Um, I think that's probably an interesting challenge. Uh, in 2016, we created a base program on our milk sheds here at Land Lakes across the country. And that was a, uh, a more proactive move to help manage uh, what we saw coming and what we're now seeing as, as oversupply. Um, Chris, do you want to talk just a little bit to that, why we did that and um, what we're seeing? You know, I think that uh, you're right in that what primary thing that we're seeing um, across the agricultural supply chain is real pressure on it. In our case, more specifically, uh, one of the outcomes is that the milk supply is uh, 
beyond uh, current demand levels. And so what the base product of the base program has really done is add structure and discipline so that we can really make sure that we're maximizing the value of um, the members' production. And it also gives us a sense for uh, a more accurate picture of our supply. And then it allows us to create a two-way dialogue with our members. And it also allows us fluctua- I mean, flexibility when the markets flux- flex- uh, fluctuate. Sure. So, All those Fs, right? <laughs> flexibility when they fluctuate. So I think this goes back to, again, um, a desire to want to collaborate, to be transparent, to connect. But mm-hmm. by the same token, be nimble. We all know that um, these situations go, go in cycles. And um, while there are certain obvious um, marketplace dynamics that we'll be looking at, we think this structure allows us to be nimble so that we can respond quickly to customer or marketplace opportunities as they come forward. Um, I think the other thing that uh, we can talk just a little bit about, as long as I've, I've got you both here, is um, just the uh, – the other things we're trying to to do for our members, and I know you both are out um, talking with our members uh, routinely. Um, Tim, I know you've been out on the farm. Um, it it'd be interesting to me just to get your perspective on what you think uh, the cooperative is doing to help the members most. Um, I, mean, I think um, the line maintaining a line of communication. Um, in the midst of all this uh, disruption, um, mm-hmm. we still have really strong performance. And I think it's important um, in the midst of what seems to be a really challenging time for us to also be able to thoughtfully um, acknowledge that, you know, we're, we're, we're making this through a bumpy time, but we're doing it in a way together that I think is um, uh, very positive. I also think we're continuing to look to do different things. For example, um, we have a broker system uh, that provides, you know, selling and merchandising assistance for the uh, dairy foods products in store. Our broker came forward when we talked about our membership and we were looking for new and creative ways to provide support. And they came forward and basically sent us, um, they have an outline of different um, opportunities that they might have. The For them, they're having a real challenge um, keeping and getting uh, merchandisers for in-store and also uh, people who are actually doing sampling in the retail outlets. And so together they quickly put together a list in, with our member relations team and come to find out that I think like 80% of our membership was with, is within 20 miles of a retail outlet. Really? And so they now are going to be actively um, recruiting and opening themselves up to our members <clears throat> so that here we go again, all together better. Yeah. How can we help one another? How can we continue to ensure that we're positioned correctly to satisfy the consumer need? How can we provide something extra for those of our members who might actually want to take advantage of that for any number of reasons. And so I think part of it is the system. I think part of it is the processes that we have in place that allow us to communicate, that allow us to be nimble, that allow us to kind of be um, really thoughtful as it relates to both where we are, but more importantly, where we're going and what dynamics will get us there. And then I think it's also um, the openness and the flexibility to look for new and different ways to take care of and look out for one another as well.
podcast is called Something Greater. And uh, that phrase has really been resonating with, uh, with us as we've done these taping. Um, I'd be interested in asking both of you what that phrase, something greater, means to you. Any- well, for me, something greater, I, I think about it in terms of the world being much bigger than myself. I, I think of you know, my, my little tile of a mosaic when I stand back at 10,000 feet and realize that I'm part of a big, big kaleidoscope of things, but my part, while important, is, is part of a much bigger story and a much bigger message and a much bigger place in the world that we can all participate. I think the something greater for me is to is the fact that I'm able to be uh, engaged in and involved with people like Tim um, as we walk life's journey and we try to use the transformative power of milk um, in a way that makes us all together better, if I can tie those two things together. Fantastic. I'd say that's something greater. Thank <laughs> you both. I appreciate you taking the time, and uh, we will uh, talk with you again soon. Thanks, Kim. Thanks for joining us. The Land O'Lakes Something Greater podcast is delivered monthly via our Member Connections newsletter or on our website, just go to landolakesinc.com, then click on Members at the top right. We're also available wherever you find your podcasts.